share things that God has shown me, that he really loves me, and he wants a relationship. And I wanted to share this with you because he loves you too. And he wants you to know the same things that he's taught me. I will share stories, testimonies, his miracle signs and wonders. Sometimes I will share wisdom, scripture, visions that he's given me. Maybe some music to uplift you for the day. If you're here, I pray that you are willing to take this journey with me. Everything I share comes from a place of compassion, love, and really want to encourage you. God is so faithful, and I just want you to know that he's no respecter of persons. He wants these blessings and miracles for you, too. Let's all do this journey to victory together. Amen? All right, let's go! Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey friends, I want to talk about healing and renewing our minds. When we just rant and vent, we need to be careful of the words that we speak. I think the premise of needing to talk to someone is very real and it's biblical. Because in Revelations 12, 11, it says, We overcome by the blood of the Lamb in the word of our testimony. Like So there's healing when we talk. But you need to attach godly principle to that. You need to attach repentance. You need to attach forgiveness. You need to attach the power of life and death is in our tongue. That's in Proverbs 18, 21. So if we're continually speaking our symptoms, are we really speaking life or are we continually speaking death? What do we believe? It also ties into taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. What are we going to replace those thoughts with? They tell us in cognitive behavioral therapy, what we think, what we surround ourselves with is how we behave. That's cognitive behavioral therapy. And if you think about it, that's really biblical. God came up with that first. And when I can't think of anything else good, this is where I go. I love Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We can now start thinking about the things we are thankful for that God has done. Those things that we can praise God for. Those are our new thoughts. I would say it like this. Get out the list of gratitude. What are you grateful for? And think on those things. Think about the things God has done in your life. Are you looking at the bills that are due? Are you looking because you're unemployed? your family member's sick, you're dealing with your own health issues. Okay, pause. Okay, how can we look at those challenges as an opportunity to get the devil mad? 
Let's start praising and thanking God in everything. You're going to say, Leah, this is crazy. No, but if we praise God for our illness, praise God for unemployment, praise God for our loved one who is dealing with such and such, or the, you know, praise the Lord for the things that are going on in our lives. When we start praising God, we have faith that he's going to do something. And I talked about this recently. Faith pleases God. Obedience paves the way to faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. I'm going to go back to when I had panic attacks. I was taught in group therapy to read the back of labels because when you're in fight or flight, your body wants to either run or fight. That's why it's called flight or fight, right? Your adrenaline's pumping. It's that, picture the scenario, you're in danger and you need to flee. That's where all this, you know, we've heard of someone who could lift a car because of the amount of adrenaline or they saved somebody from something that was unusual, but because in that moment, they had so much adrenaline pumping that it superseded their natural strength, right? So I would have these panic attacks in the grocery store. And she said, pick up the back of a label, whether it's a box or a can or bottle, whatever aisle you're in, and start reading the label. And she said, everybody reads labels nowadays. It doesn't look weird. Nobody would know. But what happens is when you read, it's a different part of your brain and it signals to the brain. I don't want to get into the science for the sake of time here, but it signals that you're all right. Because let's face it, if you were in danger, you wouldn't have time to read, to read text to read um, small print it takes time and it focuses you right it slows down your breathing it's like coloring some adults like to color like and children like to color you have to breathe and concentrate to color it's really challenging to think of other things if you want to color within the lines you focus right these are all tools they've learned that helps people regulate to calm down, which just leads me into the greatest engineer in the whole world, God. My dad used to say when we were younger, people believe there's an engineer for a car and that's an awesome machine. And I've recently heard someone else say people believe in an engineer for computers and different gadgets. And those are great machines. But what about the human body and the amazing machine the human body is? And we don't believe that there is an ultimate engineer that has put together the systems in the body. Just some food for thought. Throwing that in there. That was free. So I would read the back of labels. And then when I started praying about it, I started using my phone to 
to read scripture. So now not only am I slowing down my heart rate, my breathing, the sweating because I'm calming my body down, now I'm doing a twofold by taking every thought captive and replacing it with God's biblical truth, right? So now I don't have just ruminating thoughts of the same thing over and over again in panic mode, but now I'm taken captive of those thoughts. And so it's helping those panic attacks to begin with. So we need to look at the root. And I shared with you a prideful heart. Prideful heart has to do with fear. It's that place of we don't trust God that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Or we don't like his timing. Or we decide we're going to go and help God and start doing things in our own strength. All right, so we're reading the word. We're taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. The other thing that the Lord really pressed upon me was, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Are you listening to music that brings you back to those places? Are you watching movies that bring you back to that place? Or bring up panic? How, you know, or it could be um, listening to our friends talk about the same thing over and over again. Because we were all taught birds of a feather flock together. Right? So when you go to group therapy, you're surrounded by other people that are dealing with their problems. And now I'm all for encouraging each other. What we need to start being mindful about is what are we feeding our spirit on a daily basis? What are we giving priority to? And this is a process. That's why I'm sharing this in my journey. I didn't get it all right. It took time for me to take certain things out of my life. I've had to pivot. I've had to readjust. Adjusting is huge in our walk with Christ. To renew our minds. Are we complaining about what's going on in our lives? That's a big thing. The Israelites murmured and complained. They forgot how God provided every step of the way for them. That's why going back to giving praise, giving thanks for everything, and knowing everything has a season. There's a time for mourning, a time for dancing. That's in Ecclesiastes 3. And then 2 Corinthians 4, 17-18 for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for the eternal weight of the glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. As a believer, I'm already in eternity. I'm already walking out eternity now. And you might want to ask me, how are you living eternity now? Well, in John 5, 24, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Did you hear will have, will be, 
down the road? No, no, no. You heard, has. We have eternal life now. John 3, 36 says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. This is our current standing in Christ. Where does death come in? When we accept it. You have to accept death. I'm not accepting death. This is going to stir a lot of people up right now. But I don't believe I'm going to die. I believe I will live long enough to meet Jesus face to face. Was that something I could talk about? No. I didn't understand eternal life now. This may freak some of you out. I understand. You might have turned off this episode already. But I might as well talk about it because if we're going to talk about eternal life, we got to talk about what do we believe. And all of us could have that same faith. I'm no different. I've told you before, God is no respecter of persons. Just like some people believe they're going to get caught up in rapture, and that's somebody's doctrine, there will be a trumpet sound in the glory of God, and Jesus will return. But tell me where the actual doctrine of rapture is in the Bible. This is a very controversial topic. There's division amongst the church on this. There's fighting amongst Christians. There's name-calling for what people believe. Which honestly, I believe, is breaking our Father's heart. The way His children are behaving. And honestly, I think we have it wrong. How is it that these prophets come forth and they even mention in the Bible how they get in in part? I went over that. I believe God does that on purpose. I believe God's strategy is to give a little bit of knowledge and prophecy for each prophet so that we can depend on each other. What would happen if we were actually honest and recognized that we don't know everything? We don't know the time or the hour, and that's clear in Scripture. But I did go to a Pentecostal church for several years, and they believed in rapture. And so for a long time, I believed I was going to be raptured as well. So it's not to say I'm not condemning you. I have compassion for those who have different views than mine. I really, I struggle with how to encourage some Christians because they are so closed off once they hear what I believe. But my heart is for unity in Christ. That's my heart. I'm asking the Lord for love, for grace, for wisdom on how to build those bridges. We can start with we all believe in Jesus Christ died for all our sins, and rose again in three days, and we all call him our Lord and Savior. We were once sinners. We repented, and we asked for Jesus to come into our lives and come into our hearts. So, listener, you can have eternal life now. You can take every thought captive now. You can start your road to healing now. You could put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, where he can heal you everywhere you hurt. God has promises that he wants to fulfill in your life. If you trust him, 
Faith pleases him. I want to see you guys healed. I want to hear amazing testimonies of how God turned things around for you and your family. How your faith has been just built up. How you're encouraged and you're just living this abundant life, victorious life. No more guilt, no more shame, no more fear. That's what I want for all of you. I'm so thankful to have the support of my listeners, you guys, brothers and sisters, friends, even those who don't believe. If this was your first time catching an episode, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes. If you found any of this to be valuable, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again. Deuces.